Hello, everybody. Welcome back to D&D 404. I am your DM, Tony. And join with me today are the other three fighting games in my video game library, the other three angry arcade cabinets. Fellas, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, starting with the A-B, up, down, B-A, Hadouken, Jared. Hiya! <laughs> Almost checking in. <laughs> my... Favorite. Oh, I know what you're going to say now, Tony. God damn it. I just yep, figured it yep, out. Yep, 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 yep. My favorite fighting game, sorry, we were having a discussion before because there's so many good ones, is Bloody Roar. You could do crazy cool combos and then turn into Beast. Loved it, loved it, loved it. The, what was it? The Half? Primal Halfling? Fury is the one you're thinking of, GameCube. It was GameCube. Yeah, yeah. I think it was GameCube. I was such a Game Boy, uh, GameCube uh, <laughs> fanboy. Mm -hmm. Loved it. Dan, what about you? Hello, everybody. My name is Dan. I play Minus Pebble Walker, your tiny little swarm keeper ranger. And I am the MTV celebrity deathmatch of oh. this podcast. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, I forgot the they made a game. The celebrity deathmatch one? Oh, my. Celebrity yeah. deathmatch. Get it out of here. <laughs> me, me and my buddy used to play that back in the day way too much. Yeah, if, you, if you've never played it, it's a PlayStation game, PlayStation 2 game from back in the day. It's kind of like claymation essentially and you just play as carrot top you know um jerry springer you play as celebrities and it's super bloody super gory you've never hysterical. seen celebrity deathmatch on late night comedy central bruh or mtv prime hours you're missing out okay and absolutely <laughs> great Honestly. rewatchability great rewatchability go back today and watch it game where you can play Carmen Electra versus uh, Buster Rhymes, <laughs> I think wins. Yeah. <laughs> Alec, how about you uh, select a character? Uh, my name is Alec. I play Drill of the Ashworn, and I think I would have to say my favorite fighting game is uh, WWF. Uh, um, uh, the, the, which one? Which one? Like, the, like, uh, Nintendo 64 one? or Warzone! <laughs> <laughs> I would probably say, I don't know. I liked all of them, to be honest. I just was, I was, was always Warzone. playing like, um, and WO Revenge, the WWE ones where you just like, I like to play Eddie Guerrero because RIP because he'd come out in his low rider and then I would just run and grab a chair and then just beat the crap out of people. But you, Tony, it was great. My favorite fighting game, which could be considered a little controversial today. Let me guess. What? What do you think it is? I think it's Smash Brothers. No, it's not Smash uh, Brothers. I thought that's where you're going for. I like Smash Brothers, but it wasn't up there. It's Clay Fighter '64. Okay, Hell yeah. Yeah, 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 that was a good one. That was a good. That one. was that was on my short list as well. <laughs> what a. <laughs> Oh, what a funny game. Uh, wildly inappropriate for a little kid to play, but very funny yeah. game. <laughs> we both picked uh, claymation kind of games. Mm. <laughs> that was like a big thing at that at that time. Yeah. Like, That's how you got away with shows violence. and everything. For little kids, man. Uh, stay, stay for the after show. Head on over to the after show. We'll be uh, talking about our other favorite fighting games because there are just too many to list. There are too Street many. Fighter. Cool. <laughs> Marvelous Capcom. Now, you know the deal. Before we get to the recap, we're going to do the rundown. And today's rundown is all about the Discord. That's right. If you ain't in it, you got to be a part of it. And if you're part of it, you already know about it. You know the deal. It's where the four of us like to hang out and 
shoot the stuff and talk to everybody and then people share the stories of their campaigns and their character art and their cool D&D stories it's the place to be and we're not like every other discord of like some content creators out there where you just join and then you never talk to them you never converse with them it's just kind of like a hub where they just farm viewers or whatever no we actually talk to y'all because we like talking to y'all because y'all cool as hell and that's a place where we can do it and share ideas and just have a good time. Just shares a lot of laughs. And also this rundown is also brought to you by OSHA. Please do not operate forklifts while listening <laughs> to D&D 4.4. Our insurance claims cannot handle the amount of cases we have to go through. So please send thank you. And now we're going to go ahead and do the recap where I roll a giant rubber D4 that has been half eaten by my bunnies. Uh, where I am number one. Two is... Alec, three is Dan, and four is Jared. And I'm going to go ahead and get up and close my door. World record. World record right there. That, that's a speed. Yo, speed run. That, is, that was Someone pretty good. Someone that one. I'm going to roll it into the door. Moving oh, everything out of the way. The mic. Oh, <laughs> I wow, moved the dude. mic and I think everything. it's going to be Jared. Mm. Oh, it bounced off the door. It went under my desk. <laughs> it still went out of the... He has no wrist control. <laughs> Every time he does it's like, Wham! Is it you? Is it? Is it you? Uh, Sorry, Tony. Uh, <laughs> oh, the fake out. The fake out. I think I re-roll. It wasn't on the screen. Oh, see, I knew that's what you were going to say. That's why I didn't want to be like, you sure you want to use this? <laughs> you didn't say, are you sure you want to use this? I didn't want to because then I would have to re-roll <laughs> a surefire no. thing. <laughs> uh... I got nothing creative planned for this one. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Last time on D&D 404, this group of adventurers went down through a skeleton tunnel, snaking up into a giant underground temple-like situation. There were red flower plants all around that Minus tried to talk to. Wilfred, Ziff, and the Dread went right up to the Tooth, a crazy-looking sword at the top of the temple. Sure enough, Armos realized he was the only man for the job and picked it up, after which a bunch of undead gnolls came out of nowhere in giant hordes. Minus, using his quick wit, brought the plants to life to fight for them. Drell just slammed through them one after another after another with his grady axe and his mighty hammer. Eventually, they got overwhelmed, and it looked like it was all for naught. The tooth fell down out of Armos's hands. Drell could not pick it up. Minus did pick it up, but then all of a sudden, there was a terrifying expression on Wilfred's face, looking at Minus. Why? We'll never know, as Wilfred jumped through the portal, leaving our blood-shard bandits in this temple. Bard, play the intro. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the world of Humbrea, featuring three first-time adventurers and one very patient DM. This is D&D 404. Gentlemen, boyos, welcome to session 81. We begin our session with Minus, holding the tooth of Yanagu, almost with ease. Minus, as you hold on to the tooth, standing on top of the ziggurat with these horde of undead gnolls with one giant undead gnoll remaining, you can feel evil in its rawest form 
in the palm of your hand. You feel as if your inner being is fighting itself as the knot in your stomach begins to tighten with unknown, unfamiliar guilt. The army of skeletal gnolls turn their attention to you as they start the charge. One of them seems to jump out at you and then freezes in place. As you see this horde of skeletal gnolls begin to charge up the stairs and freeze in place, they all begin to collapse where they stand. As the loose bones begin to roll down the sides of the ziggurats, you see that the mushroom, almost mushroom guardians that you talked to Menace in the last session, freeze in place and look around, and you can even tell that they're confused. But the bulk of your attention is on this tooth. You are indeed concentrating on it. And then you hear some faint rumbles. The walls of this cave room shake ever so slightly. The floor underneath the ziggurat begins to crack more, but then you hear the source of the rumble, and it comes deep within the bone cave, where the army of skeletal gnolls was coming from. And you hear this rumble, and it sounds like it's a distance away, but it's progressively getting louder, as if the rumble is approaching you rapidly. As of right now, you are out of combat, but you have the terrible sense that something is heading your way. What are the three of you doing? Uh, uh, guys, we did it. <laughs> I put my arms up in the air. <laughs> we, we did it. We did it. Now what? We did it. <laughs> Reginald's cheering. We did it. Uh, where the fuck did Wilford go? <laughs> this is not good. Yeah. Menace, I thought he was your friend. Well, I thought so too. I'm going to have to have a talk with him later. If, wait, if we ever see him again. Um. Hey, mushrooms. Do you know, is there anything else that we should be worried about in here? There are eight of these mushroom guardians that were summoned uh, in the last session, and they all slowly turn to you, and you see, like, their mushroom cap hats wave at you, and they're, they look very confused. They're not speaking, but them they themselves look confused. One of them shrugs at you. Like, what does that mean? I think it means we should hide. <laughs> well, shouldn't we look for a way out f first before we hide? Uh, all right, I'll look for a place to hide. You, you look for a place to exit. Okay. Uh, can I just do like a quick perception of just like the the building we're in or like the immediate surrounding and see if we can, like I, if I can see another way out of here? And me to hide. Yes. Um, Armos and Drell, both of you can make me a perception check or one of you could just roll with advantage. You choose. Menace, as you go to take a step down the stairs, it feels like you're walking through mud. I got a 23 on my perception check. Menace, as you walk, you're like trying to find somewhere to hide. And every time you move your head, your head snaps back to the tooth. Make me a constitution saving throw of a DC 5. Nailed it. 25. So as you go to move, every step you take, every move you make, um, you find yourself. I was going to do the exact <laughs> <laughs> You find yourself stunted to focus on it. And it is taking an immense amount of willpower for you to hold this thing. You feel like it's trying to corrupt you. And then after a moment, you're able to look around again and you have your free will back and your attention span comes back to you and you start to look for a hiding spot. With a 23 from Drill, the room itself looks very hollow. This cave looks like it was hollowed out with the ziggurat to be the focal point in mind. The only hiding spot that you can see with a 23 is to simply go behind the large temple-like structure itself. 
Yeah, and since the thing is coming from the tunnel, there's literally no other way to escape, right? It's just either hide behind this thing or face whatever's coming out of the tunnel. Correct. Uh, so, okay, Minus, I think we should probably hide. Uh, I think that's a good call. Good thing I came up with it. Um, let's go <laughs> ahead and hide behind this uh, ziggurat. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. And I like point. <laughs> yeah. So this entire time I'm like doing some squinting and like glaring at like what the hell just happened. Like when I was holding the thing, they kept coming and like trying to figure out why when Menace is now holding it, everything fell apart and everything's like, so I'm kind of like looking back and forth, trying to analyze, trying to figure it out. The thing I want to do is use a mana potion. Okay. Hang on. Let me get my ruler out. Hold on. Ruler. Yeah, I gotta do some measurements. You know, measure twice, cast once, right? So we're like one level down. Can we still see the entrance if we're back behind the uh, ziggurat? Yeah, so the ziggurat is three levels. The third level is where the tooth of Yanagu was like floating on this pedestal. The ziggurat itself is about 80 feet tall at its, at its highest point. So if you go around the, uh, if you're on the first level, so to say, you would not be able to see the cave entrance from that point of view. Even if you're on the second level, because each level's that high, like it could cover you fully, mm -hmm. um, you would have to poke around the side if you want to take a look. Or maybe go up on Drill's shoulders to look over one of the layers. Okay, so I'll poke around the side over on uh, one of the sides just so I can see the entrance. I don't know how this works, but I basically want to get ready to cast a spell like the most, the moment I see something. So what you're doing is holding an action. So if something crosses your line of sight, like say an Eldritch Blast or an arrow, um, you're holding an action. So if something comes in your range, you'll be able to shoot it. Gotcha. So certain spells can do that. If it's something that requires it, it depends on the spell. So what spell would you like to prepare? It's called Sickening Radiance. Yeah, I would say you can hold this and like you're so once something comes into view, you can cast it. Absolutely. Um, if there's anything that was like a ritual spell or something like that, or something really specific that needs a target, you know, because you have a lot of those niche spells. That's the only reason why I asked. So, like Sickening Radiance, you can do that with. Yeah. And then I'm going to cast a spell on myself, actually. Because mm -hmm. I'm the slowest little guy here. I'm going to cast Long Strider at level mm. one on myself. So I now get an extra 10 feet of movement for the next hour. And then I'm hiding. And as the three of you hide, almost you take point and you make quick work. Drell, is there ass? Is there ass? Is there any last minute thing is you're trying ass? to? Is there ass? There will be booty. Uh, is there anything you would like to do as you go to hide behind the ziggurat? Yeah, I would also like to cast a spell. Um, Ooh, fourth level. <laughs> uh, appear gold. Uh, so just, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think I'm just going to. Be chilling. Adrell does take notice, though, how uh, selfish Minus fights um, by consistently going invisible after his turn and then <laughs> casting Longstrider on himself so he's faster. Um, he just goes, he just jots that down in a mental note. Uh, how many, how long do we have? Just like, I, just moments, right? What would you like to do? Okay, last thing, last thing. Is Drell going to be near me, or is he going to go by Menace? A great question. Or are you going to be in the middle? Um, Where are you going to be? Because if you're near me, you might not have a good time. Then <laughs> I will be near Menace. 
Cool. Ready? Ready. Good, because it's ready. Boom! A massive skull breaks through the cave entrance. A skeletal face of a behemoth attached to a snake-like body. It doesn't have to be that big. It could... Oh. A massive creature in size, a long stained ivory pillar begins to crawl, crawl sporadically into the room as it makes its way towards the ziggurat. A massive skeletal centipede made up of decaying knoll bones with the same giant skull that was over the entrance of the cave when you entered. I'm gonna need the three of you to roll me new initiative. Of course. As all the bones on the floor and from the temple seem to be sucked up in this magical vortex, adding to the body of the giant skeletal centipede. 20 for minutes. That is a seven for drill. Seven. All right, all right. We're gonna go ahead and get into it. As this massive nolipede enters the room through the bone tunnel you see as it begins to suck all the bones adding to its body all the corpses of the gnolls you've been slaying it rolls through with its hundreds of large legs and you see that the tunnel behind it begin to collapse the only way out is now closed off and it gets halfway into the room by the steps of the ziggurat it seems to be looking around for something you can instantly tell that it's looking for the tooth as it does not see the three of you yet. Starting at the top of the round, an initiative 20 minutes. But before we get to Minus' initiative, Armos, you did have an attack prepared. Do you still want to cast it? That's a great question. Shit. I don't see Minus running up to this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> That's my job. Having Armas having a feeling that the monster is going to come in and go sh straight for for Menace. He throws down sickening uh, radiance, enough to hit the monster, but enough that he has to plow through it in order to get to Menace. And he has to do a Constitution saving throw of a seventeen, which I'm guessing he's probably good at, but we'll see. But if he fails, it's gonna be. A reckoning. Constitution saving throw with 17. He's rolls. Wow. He got an 11. Nice. Sick. It does 27 damage of uh, radiant damage. You see as this large centipede. By the way, its official size is gargantuan. Mm. Yep. <laughs> as it crawls into the room and then as the head of the centipede reaches... The stairs of the ziggurat with lightning speed, you cast Sickening Radiance, and you hear this thing shriek and lifts this back up as like it almost gets thrown all the way back. It is going to do double damage. Nice. Double damage, yo. And it takes one point of exhaustion. Good to know. Good to know. And as it gets flung back, it's still in the same spot, but you see it twitch maniacally in place. You see all the bones reverberate as they all like seem to readjust. And rather than the legs turning to like turn normally, you see them like getting ready to shift to just sidestep out of the way as if the body's readjusting itself for the direction it wants to go to. We're going to move to initiative 20, which is Menace. I think that's pretty wonderful, <laughs> seeing that it got so shook from the Radiance that Menace is just going to start attacking this creature with his own Radiance. And I will cast a 
Um, I'll start with a second level guiding bolt. So I will uh, kind of peer out from where I was hiding. And that is going to be a 21 to hit. That will hit. Sick. Dealing 13 radiant damage. Yeah. 26 damage. As you throw the guiding bolt into him, and it like, as if you throw a stone into water, a splash of bones gets removed from its body as it uh, tumbles onto the floor. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to yell, that was for Melora. And then I'll uh, pop back to my hiding spot next to Drell. <laughs> Drell, this thing's scary. And is it my turn? <laughs> and I don't, put my head over. Oh my God. <laughs> hey, almost who's Melora? Yeah, uh, you know, I, I don't know. He keeps talking about this person. You know, the kids, what, you know. Was that he, the dragonborn? He has quite an imagination. Oh. oh was that, is it? that what her name? Uh, huh. No. It's really sweet to think of her when he's about to die. I don't remember. Moving to initiative eight as Minus ends his turn is the Nolipede. As it begins to shriek back and readjust its body, you see that it looks down and then burrows, leaving a oh, massive no. crater in its place. And you hear the whole cavern rumble around you as it begins to move. And you see that at the end of its turn, its tail uh, barely sticks out and then makes it in. And as it goes underground, you see that there are the, the mushrooms the mushroom guardians are gathered around, are like just outside of the of the crater and there's one of them that's like dead and they're the other set the other six of them are like mourning the dead one as it's collapsed on the floor as it took one of them out by simply burrowing into the ground and we're going to move to initiative seven which is armos and drill uh drill you can take this one <laughs> Um, okay, so what I would like to do is when it burrowed, did it look like it was just going straight down or did it look like it was angling itself to go somewhere else? Make me a perception check. Insight check, actually. A, Make me an insight no, check. because it's, uh, it's a 22 stuff. perception. A 22 perception? It went yep. straight down. <laughs> Fuck. All right, insight, five. <laughs> it went down? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, inside with a five, it's no longer there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you don't see this thing anymore. Um, okay, guys, oh, it went underground. It. it went somewhere in the ground, guys. Just be careful. I'm gonna probably say I want to stay near Menace because I have a feeling it's coming for Menace. Um, but why? It's just, I'm just gonna. I'm. I'm guessing it's gonna sense the tooth and it wants to come for him so i want to hold an attack action i'm going to swap to my giant slayer and i'm going to just hold an attack action near menace so if it comes burrowing out of the ground which drell is thinking it's going to come out of the ground right below them which is probably not the best place to stand but he's going to do it so yeah and i'm just going to hold an attack action for it and then I'm going to bonus action, go into rage. Nice. Minus. I mean, uh, oh. I'm sorry. Almost. Almost. Wow. Dude, <laughs> I've never been so excited for a turn because this might actually do something. Are you ready for this? I'm using thermaturgy and creating an a earthquake. Harmless tremors on the ground uh, right there. 
that hopefully draw the monster into the middle of the thing. Give me, I love it. I did not, that's a really great way to use it. I love that so much. Give me a performance check. Yeah, dude. Okay, before I start, look. Armos is quite the performer, okay? He uses all the hand things. And right now we got a, a dirty 20. What? It's <laughs> pretty good. Suck it, worm. Yeah, worms suck it. Oh. It's a centipede. <laughs> Shut up, miss. As we move to initiative one, then you hear the rumbles. Armos, you cast Thermaturgy in the center of your sickening radiance with a dirty 20 against... His, he rolled a 19. <laughs> and you hear the rumbles around you becoming louder and louder and not coming from below, but rather from above. <laughs> the large nolipede comes down on the center of the sickening gradients as it goes to lunge down from the ceiling. And you can see that it just, it, its whole body, like a long, like a long, column of bone lands down on the ziggurat in the center of the sickening gradients and it instantly begins to scream and shriek as it enters its zone how much damage is it doing so excited has to pass a what type of check dexterity or constitution constitution of 17 he rolled a 21 okay and with a 21 he is although Successfully distracted, as he enters that zone, you see his body begin to swerve and contort out of the way, landing slightly to the left, trying to avoid this zone. Uh, would I get, am I close enough for an attack? No, because he's too high up and he was too far away. So if he's coming uh, down like right here, he's like hanging over here and like this is his body going up. So there's gonna be a little it. depth play here. I do apologize, but I'll let you know if you're in. Uh, no, it's okay. You just said it was gargantuan, so I'm like trying to figure out how close I am to yeah, it. He's coming straight down from the ceiling, so. It's all goog. Yeah. Okay. Sick. Minus at initiative 20, what are you? Yeah. <sighs> Minus, I swear if you hide again, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, so I go invisible in the bonus action. <laughs> <laughs> Minus, what did I just say? <laughs> I'm out of those, unfortunately. Um, so I'm going to throw a third level this time, Guiding Bolt, and this would be a great time for nat 20, you know? Oh, oh. <laughs> nat 20, nat 20, nat 20. You Get the bet. pumpkins out of here. You nice. Bet. I got to take a photo of this one. That <laughs> was one of the best nat 20s ever. I Babe Ruth that shit. Babe <laughs> Ruth it. Love it. Minus. I point my feather at it. Minus, as you throw your guiding bolt, the tooth throws you off for but a moment, and your vision fades to black. Almost as if you're having a flashback. You find yourself feeling small in a dark room. I'm small. Unable to see, unable to breathe, but not in pain. You feel comfortably numb. At the same time, you feel safe in a void. It feels like you're underwater, but you are not struggling. And you hear muffled voices, several muffled voices. Roll me a constitution saving throw of a DC six. Mm. <laughs> Can we roll those? <laughs> <laughs> 17. 17, you snap back at it. And for a moment you were facing Drell with your guiding bolt. And then right before <laughs> the spell was able 
to launch. Oh, sorry, Drell. <gasps> what the? You turn around towards the gargantuan beast and you are able to land your guiding bolts. 47 points of ooh, radiant damage. <laughs> is that already doubled or do I need to double it? Okay. That is crit. So doubled is 94. Tony's face. Please, Double please, Dan. Double the next guy. Dan, yeah. <laughs> Dan, please, when you're when you're scoring this, can you please do, like, when Tony says no, you feel numb, can you just fade in some Linkin Park, like, like off music as you, like, just yeah. totally crit I on this thing? I <laughs> you just throw this. As you turn, you see your guiding bolt. Where does it come from? Where does your guide? How, describe how you shoot your Where guiding bolt. Come from? Where did it go? Oh, I, I just straight up point my feather. <laughs> you know, you know, like the uh, marshmallow puff man in Ghostbusters. I'm like, ah! I try not to cross the stream. Is it a beam or like a ball? It's a bolt. It's a bolt. So. so as you go to throw it, you see like the bolt goes off and as you create it like doubles in size midair and, and you hear the Nolapede scream and shriek as it begins to slip out of the hole, dealing a whopping 94 damage as it falls to the floor, its whole body, leaving a massive crater in the ceiling. Best turn of my life. Most damage done in one turn on the podcast. I was going to say, I was just Is thinking it? that. I, yeah. No Drell's that no, has Drell hasn't done 94 damage. 94 That's damage. Wild. One turn. Yeah. That is no idea. insane. Yeah. Nerf menaced, dude. Snowlipede <laughs> falls prone to the floor. What else are you doing? Breathing very heavily. <laughs> <laughs> Drell, are you okay? <laughs> Drell, like, totally fakes like he was helping. He leans over, like, breathing hella heavy. Uh, yeah, Menace. <laughs> Good fight, man. <laughs> yeah, I give him a fist bump. <laughs> as we move to initiative eight, it's going to be the Nolipede as it begins to get up, losing half its movement, and it's going to move. It's going to make a dash action and move 120 feet. <laughs> as it begins to move uh, around the ziggurat. And we're gonna go to initiative seven. Armos and Drell, what other two of you doing? So he's just on the side on the ground hanging out, correct? Yeah, he's in full running centipede. Mm. Centipede across your wooden floors, scaring you in the middle of the day. Oh, yeah. Okay. You see Reginald going, Wait, is it a millipede or centipede? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, 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 He's still in air after I've made a full, like, the quickest movement ever because I'm so sick of this thing. He's still stuck in the air and I actually come back and grab him. Like one of those little cartoons. And I move uh, 30 feet towards Drell and Menace to uh, get away from this thing. As I'm running, I, I shoot just two Eldritch Blasts off to uh, to right to his face if possible. Two Eldritch Blasts? Sure. Go or, ahead sorry, and three. three. I was going to say, why? Three, why? Three, three. Three. three Eldritch Blasts roll <laughs> to hit. 23. Ooh. That hits. A 14. Misses. Uh, and a 24. Hits. There you go. Now it's 15 damage total. 15 points of force damage as you shoot your two Eldritch Blasts, but you notice that it does not budge upon receiving those attacks. Rude. Drell, we're going to move to your initiative while still on initiative seven. What are you doing? Drell is having a pretty hard time figuring out how to fight this thing because he's not used to like such a giant thing being so elusive. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. So, oh, man, I, f- I don't want to like just stand here again, but I don't really feel like I have another option. Um, I'm just going to stand next to Menace again. I'm just going to gamble on it's going to come back around to us. Um, sorry, guys, but I don't really know what to do right now. So, yeah, we're going to do that. Dodge action? Ooh, dodge action. But I guess if it comes out of the ground like below us, right? Or above us. It, 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 that's not technically an attack. I like, you get what I'm saying? Like, so would the if dodge it attacks you, if it goes to roll a hit against your AC, it would do it at disadvantage. Okay. Regardless let's of what do, happens. Let's do that then. Let's, I will prepare a dodge action. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. As we move to initiative 20, back at the top of the round, Minis Pebble Walker. Uh huh. Strell prepares a dodge action. What are you doing? I will use. 10 feet of movement to get through Drell. Whoa, what? (laughs) Um, I am small, so I can go through him. You just, as you run past Drell, you just hear him like, like singing to himself, I become so numb. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, go under your legs and then uh, go to the edge here. (laughs) And I'll cast, uh, I'm just going to keep casting Guidance Bolt. Seems like it's doing pretty well. I'm just going to cast a level one guiding bolt. Use up my last level one slot. Okay. Roll to hit. That. <laughs> That's another nat 20. Get the fuck out of here. No, it's not. Let's go. That's another nat 20. I'm not touching it. I'm sending you a Snapchat right now. <laughs> oh the pumpkins, bro. The pumpkins are overpowered. Yo, it's You know, it's October, but damn. Let's just call this episode Minus vs. the Worm. Yeah. <laughs> it's a centipede. Uh, <laughs> it is That's centipede. the point. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, where is it? As you go to throw the guiding bolt with a natural 20, your vision goes black again. In the same dark room, feeling comfortably numb, <laughs> you hear the muffled voices begin to speak. The voices are very muffled, but sounds somewhat familiar to you. You feel a familiar warmth, like a gentle hand resting on you. Mom? You snap back out and make me another constitution saving throw of a DC eight. That's going to be a 16. You snap back and you shoot your guiding bolt, dealing how much damage? It's only level one, so it's not that crazy. So it's going to do 21 doubled for 42 points of radiant damage. Not that much. (laughs) 42 points of damage. Okay. As it it begins to shriek again as like a bowling ball into glass as bones shatter and uh, erupt out of its body. I move back to Drell. I'm like, Drell, I think we're doing damage. Good work. Yeah. Uh, uh, we're going to move to initiative eight, which is the Nolipede as its skull looks cracked, ready to shatter. You thought Rocktopus was a good title. Wait till Nolipede. <laughs> <laughs> Rocktopus, fuck you, dude. I'm trying to be serious. <laughs> you called it a Nolipede. What do you want from me? I was being creative. <laughs> As the Nolipede begins to make its advance, it's going to move uh, 60 feet forward. Or my dash. We'll see. Yes. It's going to move its uh, movement and roll 60 feet forward. 
And with its first attack, focusing on Minus. Come at me. It is going to bite down as it opens its gargantuan mouth with a 22 to hit. <laughs> You're gonna take 18 points of piercing damage and I need you to make me a dexterity saving throw of a DC 19. Oh. Uh -huh. Reaction. <laughs> oh, that is a 25. Ooh. You dodge out of the way as it attempts to swallow you. Oh. Drell, you said you had a reaction. What are you doing? I would like to use sentinel attack. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you hit a creature with an opportunity attack when a creature within five feet of you makes an attack against a target other than you. So since this thing's gargantuan, I take it it's still like, if it's attacking Menace that's next to me, I figure he's within yes. five feet of me. Easily. Rad. That's a dirty 20 to hit. Uh, That will hit. Ooh, that's not bad. That's 28 damage. 28 damage as you smack him with your giant slayer, uh, you with your sentinel attack, and it looks like it, uh, you smack him so hard that its massive head like moves out of the way by the sheer force of your strength. Going back to its turn, it is going to make a second attack with its tail as it lunges from behind him like a stinger. Aiming for Drell, it is also going what? to hit Minus 21 on both of those attacks as the tail gets thrusted forward both of you. Yup. You're going to take 23 piercing damage, and I'm going to need both of you to make me a constitution saving throw of a uh, DC 19. Oh my goodness. I need a 16 or higher to pass. <laughs> uh, 17. 26. Minus, you're going to take 43 points of necrotic damage. Oh. Drell, you're going to take half that. Owie. Minus is not looking good. As the stinger almost like it seems like it could impale you if you were big enough. Stinger. Impaler. I hardly know. <laughs> Anyways. Cut that out of the podcast. <laughs> Moving to initiative seven as the giant Nola beat ends its turn with two vicious attacks. We go to Armos and Drell. Drell, do it. Do the thing. Hit him. Yeah, Drell hears Armos uh, say that and he like does that thing where you like have the sunglasses on top of your head and you like shake your head really hard so they fall down onto your face and he's going to go ahead and take some attacks. That's 22 to hit on the first attack. Hits. I'm going to use... Do I have any luck points? I want to use a luck point on that. Yes, I do. I'm using a luck point on my second attack. Eight. Well, okay. I guess does a 12 hit? No, <laughs> it, it does not. Right? Okay. So I do use a luck point. And that's a 18 on my second attack. The second one will hit. Okay. Let me just pull up a calculator. Um... Oh my God. That's such a long... Uh, It's not... As good as Menace, but it's 49 damage total. Yeah, so you you deal 49 damage as you add as you add on to the massive crack in its skull as it begins to splinter. What I will do is I will do a distracting attack. It says when you hit with this weapon, you can expend one superiority die and add the total damage to the roll. Um, and the next attack roll against the target by an attacker other than you has advantage if this attack is made before the start of your next turn. So um, I'm just gonna add one thing of damage. 
So that's six more additional damage. And then everyone, so Minus and Armos both get to attack with advantage on their next turn. Cool. Woo. Speaking of which, it's going to go to Armos. It's Armos. Me. I'm going to ch- cast Sickening Radiance in a new location, which then oh. takes up a, my last spell slot. Say goodbye to your centipede, Tony. <laughs> Hopefully. Does the original location stay? No. So when the when I stop casting it, uh, he does get his exhaustion point back, but then I'll cast it. So Armos, getting the uh, damage buff from Drell, uh, decides to use his last spell on uh, Sickening Radiance to re-conjure it right on top of where the monster is. And he has to do another constitution saving throw. Okay, Tasha, you saved it over 17, and it rolls. Huh. It passed. Oh, okay. It's an 18. Cool. Yep. I'm going to go ahead and uh, just sit behind Drell. <laughs> what? I like this line, this conga line. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty cool. Okay, that's all my turn. That's it. That's all I got. You see that when you cast Rating Sickness and it passed its constitution uh, constitution saving throw, to get out of the zone, it starts to climb up onto the wall behind you to get out of its range as it's avoiding the Radiance with everything it's got. Going to Initiative 20, Minus Pebuwaka. I need health. <laughs> so I'm going to... Use a bonus action, third level, second level. Uh, do, do the meme. Do the meme. Which meme? <laughs> Takes 80, 47 points of damage to D4 plus 4 healing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need it, though. I was kind of hoping Drell might rally me a little bit, but next time. Dude, just metagame. Tell me, tell me to rally you next time, dude. So I'll do a, uh, yeah, I'll just do a third level bonus action to cure wounds myself to get 20 points of health back. That's actually really good. And as you go to cast that spell on yourself, something happens. You fade to black, familiar face, comfortably numb. You hear muffled voices and a familiar touch. Menace, make me a perception check. Uh, nine. You hear voices. You hear three specific voices. Two seem very heavy and masculine, and one does sound feminine. It is indeed your mother's voice, muffled. Then you hear one of the heavy voices. I will always look out for your family. As you feel the warm touch become a little warmer, as you feel a little bit safer, and then you come back out of it Roll me a constitution saving throw of a DC 12. 13. You heal yourself for 20 points of health. Uh, This thing within striking distance or no? Uh, Yeah, yeah. It's like right up on you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. You know what they say? Curiosity killed the Minotaur, right? Um, What type of weapon is the tooth? Uh, it is in the shape of a large dagger. So um, I'll just take some of uh, I'm freaking out, I think, after that. And I just start attacking this thing with the dagger if it's close to me. You can make an attack against it. It's up on the wall, but the size of this thing makes it like it's in your face right now. I make that with advantage because it drills thing. Yes. And that's going to be a 
I'm guessing I just get my proficiency plus my dexterity because it's a dagger. Yes. To hit. Okay. So that's going to be a 21 to hit. That will hit. And uh, make a second attack. Wow. Almost the same thing. 22 to hit. That what? Now what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you need to roll damage, right? Yeah. I don't know what this thing is. <laughs> um, excuse me. I just need to look at your character sheet real quick. Sorry. 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 Enjoy. How many hit dice do you have? All of them. Uh, <laughs> what's, what's the number? Oh, it would be my level, level 12, so, right? Yeah. yeah, go ahead and roll. You're not expending hit dice here, but you're rolling your hit dice for damage. What if I have different hit dice? Because you're multi-classing, you would have to use each individual die, but yes. Whatever you have left is what you're rolling to hit. All of them? Yeah, you're going to roll all of them. What the? On both? Yeah, so if you have five levels in Cleric and seven levels in ranger you're gonna roll seven hit dice for the ranger and five that's insane yes so that is going to be 62 points of damage <laughs> you strike with the tooth of yanagu and the damage type is unlike anything you've ever seen before then the second one as the cracks hold on as the cracks on the skull begin to seal mm. oh mm. i don't know if i like this anymore <laughs> You feel like you just healed it. Make me a constitution saving throw with DC 13. Fuck, I'm sorry, I moved it. I'm so sorry. I definitely failed. As you strike with 13. the- Oh, wait, I got a, a, sorry, I thought that was a 10. Uh, I got a 13 plus three is 16. I can't math today. You strike with the tooth of Yanagu against its giant skeletal maw, but as the damage connects to the skull, rather than hurting it, you feel like you're healing it with mm. as it exuberates a specific type of this reddish, hellish energy. And as you strike it, you feel as if you just heard a hyena laughing in the back of your mind. Yo, Minis, can you stop? <laughs> yep, sounds good. <laughs> that was the wrong idea. <laughs> That's all I can do on my turn then. <laughs> and we go to the Nolipede. Um, as curiosity, fuck, may just kill the Minotaur. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I'm speaking everything into existence from the nat 20s to my own death. <laughs> as this thing is gargantuan, is going to move forward and bite the three of you as all three of you are in range and this thing is massive mm. it is going to make with a 23 to hit three of you are going to take 20 points of piercing damage and i need you to make me a dexterity saving throw with dc 19. oh huh. i get three rollers <laughs> oh i got 19 on the money <laughs> so it's a 27. I passed. I did not. Uh, I rolled a 21. Drell and Minus, you effectively dodge out of the way, left to right. You can choose where you want to go. Five feet in either direction. This thing moves forward uh, with its bite. 60 feet. With Armos inside of it. <laughs> Goes to the staircase. Um, Armos, you are swallowed. Sorry, what? Whole. No. As it launches itself, swallowing you whole, Drell and Minus dodge out of the way. Drell. You can make an attack of opportunity as it... No, you can't because it's part of its attack. You had a... But yes, I can. Sentinel. Sentinel attack. Okay. Yeah, no, absolutely. You're absolutely right. You can make a sentinel attack here. Yeah. Sentinel attack. Hopefully this takes off the damage that I healed it for. <laughs> Not all of it, but that's going to be 28 damage. 
28 damage, and what'd you roll to hit? No, sorry, 30 damage. What'd you roll to hit? Forget to add my rage. Um, I oh, I'm so sorry. I rolled a 23 to hit. Perfect. Yep, that's gonna do it. So, uh, so yes, I rolled a 23 to hit, dealing 30 damage. You glide your axe through its skeletal tummy as you get out of the way with Armos inside. Armos, while you are inside, you are blinded and restrained. You have total cover from everything on the outside, and you will take damage at the start of each of the uh, Nolipede's turns. Make me a concentration check as you try to keep your spell up. It's constitution. I got a seven. <laughs> you lose concentration over your spell. Uh, yeah. As we move to initiative seven, Armos and Drell. Uh, well, I guess I'll let Armos go first. Um, and then I think I'll you should to... go first. You <laughs> want me to go first? I mean... Yeah. Okay. I think I'm just going to attack then. Um, so I'm just going to start chopping away. Uh, okay, so my first attack is going to be a 22 to hit, and my second attack is going to be a 18 to hit. That'll hit. Oh. Okay. Um, <laughs> let me see. Sorry, I'm just rolling all my dice real quick. It is math. Oh my gosh, I just rolled the same fucking thing twice. <laughs> Such shit. Okay, uh, that is going to be 47 damage. That's good. Um, That's good. And then I'm going to use another distracting strike. It's only four additional damage. And then I am going to bonus action rally menace. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, so I'm going to turn to menace and say, we really got to save this guy. It's like he always gets stuck. You know, it's never me. I'm never the blinded one or the one trapped in things. It's always on <laughs> And then it's only five healing points. Oh, rough. <laughs> I'll take uh, it. Minus. Minus just thinks back to the shambling mound. <laughs> <laughs> but says nothing. <laughs> Armos, we're going to go to your initiative. And you hear Reginald go, whoa, this is I'm actually kind of digging this. It's a little cramped in here. Pretty sure there's a femur in my butt, but it's pretty cool. So you said I was bound, so I can't move my arms. You are blinded. And restrained. So what blinded means you can't see. Obviously. And restrained means you can't move. And anything that makes an attack against you has advantage. Gotcha. And you have disadvantage on dexterity saving throws. But so but you can still cast spells, you can still attack. You just can't physically move. Your speed becomes zero. Am I in his mouth still or am I in some other place at this point? I feel like I slid. Uh, you don't see <laughs> any light. You're definitely inside of it. You don't know where. I don't see the light, thank God. <laughs> Yo, just cast fireball inside. <laughs> That'd be right. hella fucking funny. Oh my god. Alright, I'm going to use a hellish rebuke. I'll be like, Reginald! Yeah. Whatever you see, blow it up. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't much, but here goes. And uses hellish rebuke. Dexterity saving throw of a 17. He failed. So it's 37 with my uh flames of Flaw, whatever. With your flames of flaw, whatever, you deal 37 <laughs> points of damage as Reginald explodes. And it's very good for you that he did that. Oh. You hear the rumbles. The tumbles. And mumbles of the bones shaking and shambling around you. He's going to make a constitution saving throw here. Oh. Uh, 
please. And then you begin to move. And it throws up bones and out comes Armos in front of it as it just regurgitates him. Nice. That's awesome. And you are in a pile of bones that you feel like you're in throw up. You feel dry, but emotionally you feel wet. Yeah. And Angel's like, okay, that's a little gross. And he's singed. He looks like a charred version of himself for a moment because he just exploded. I just want to I just want to paint a picture here. I just want to imagine he kind of slides out backwards, like trying to grip his grip his feet into the ground that like an anime moment. And then he kind of looks back up and there's this big, crazy skull in front of him, obviously dripping wet. And then because uh, Hell's Rebuke is a bonus action. So I will use my level, my sixth level spell. I use mental prism. I attempt to blind a creature within an illusionary cell that only it perceives. One creature you can see within range must make an intelligent saving throw. On a successful save, is he immune to being charmed? He is immune to being charmed. Oh. I figured. Darn. Okay. Then it does nothing. No, it no. still takes. It still oh, takes no. psychic damage. Mean to being charmed. Oh, okay. Unsuccessful. On a you just, Okay. You just don't trap it in its own. Oh, uh, okay, okay. So yeah, so you're just gonna go ahead and roll five d10 psychic damage against this thing. You can just max that. That'd be great. Right. No. Unfortunately, 38, but still respectable. Hey, that's good. 38 damage. Psych. With 38 points of damage, this thing is charging at you. And you, with a mental scream getting up, dripping wet in bones, it goes to lunge at you one more time and then shatters, completely collapses and falls in its own place. As an ocean of bones right. begin to fill up at your feet, you three are officially out of combat. Dude, it was an anime moment. Yeah. <laughs> They're slain to Nolope. Drell looks at Minus and he says, don't fucking touch it. <laughs> Get the tooth away from it, Minus. <laughs> yeah, I, I immediately like slink around the outer edge <laughs> and down towards the mushrooms and towards Armos. Can I like just sheath this weapon or what's the deal here? <laughs> you are white knuckling this thing right now. It's like you don't want to let go. You can try to sheath it, but you know by like the mere touch of this thing, it doesn't look sharp, but it feels sharp. You don't get the sense that you can s simply sheath the sheath this thing. Drell, should we try and put this in the bag of holding? I don't know what to do with this. I mean, don't I don't know. I mean, ask uh, ask this guy over here, and he points to Armos, and he goes, he's he seems like this is really his avenue of you know how to deal with it. <laughs> Yeah, almost in the non-totally obsessed, like, give me blood shards, give me, give me blood shards type thing. How should we deal with this? Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm he's going to be sitting there pondering, trying to figure out what to do. So real quick, do we have an exit or anything like that? Because it came through, but it, it knocked it down, right? I think we just got to go back the way it came through the tunnel. So that tunnel is collapsed. I thought it collapsed. Oh. Yeah. So we don't have an exit currently, right? Oh my God, we're trapped. Make me a perception check as you look around the room. Yeah. Okay. 13. Uh, I roll a straight four. 17. Minus, with your 17, you look around the room. You look at the mushroom guardians and they're looking at you and they look puzzled and confused at the tooth. They don't know what it is. And then you look up. 
you see the giant crater that the Nolipede left when it attacked you at the beginning of combat. And it goes up for a long while. Hey guys, mm -hmm. I don't know if we can go back the way we came. Uh, yeah, we might have to like dig our way out through the tunnel. That might, just might be the best option because I don't really see anything else. <laughs> no, what, uh, uh, what about that? I just point up. Oh. Oh. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Wait, how are you at climbing, Menace? I'm good at floating. <laughs> <laughs> Reginald pops his head up through a pile of bones that he managed to dig himself out of, and he goes, oh, again with the floating, and then Sid, you see a Sid fly by Reginald uh, laughing at him. <laughs> okay, well, how about you take this rope, and you uh -huh. float up to the top, and you tie it, so then we can follow you. Yeah, bef before that, can I put this in the bag of holding? Mm -hmm. Let me see if there's let me see if there's room in my uh -huh. bag. And I turn in. <laughs> um, if I'm not mistaken, it's filled with gold. Uh, yeah, it's, that's the thing. It's it's got a f crap ton of money in it. Um, just put it in my other bag, in my normal bag of holding, and I just <laughs> pull out my backpack. <laughs> But I'm not touching this thing. You are almost touching this thing. I'm not touching it. I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess I can put it in my own backpack, maybe. <laughs> can I try and just put it in my own backpack? Are you putting it in your backpack? Yeah. I hate the way he asks these questions. I want to hold it, so I'm going to try and, like, put it in a cloth and stick it in the backpack. As you wrap it up in the cloth, it singes the cloth. Huh. Well, that didn't work. Romain Constitution <laughs> saving throw. Huh. I have a DC 14. That'll be a 20. You pass as you grip this tooth tighter. Like, I mean, do we even, like, honestly need this thing? Like, I mean, I don't need it. Like, what is the point yeah, of it? Yeah, we could just put it back. Yeah, let's just <laughs> leave it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Armos? No, 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 no. All right, then you hold it, Armos. You're coming home with me. <laughs> <laughs> I pass um, it to Armos. <laughs> I look at the mushrooms, dude. You know anything about this sword? <laughs> this dagger? One of them shrugs at you. So like, uh, you guys just gonna chill down here for several years, just taking a nap? And I look at the mushrooms. You see that the mushroom guardians have turned their focus to the one dead one, and Reginald is eating the dead mushroom. Oh, goodness. Reginald! What? Yeah, Reginald, get off of them. And I, like, what? kick them. I, like, shoe them with my foot. They're not what is dead. It's a plant. Well, I can't, oh, I can't eat hands. I can't eat plants. Yeah, Minus, that is true. You are you are a vegetarian, Minus. You can't really tell him not to. It's pretty pretty messed up. They look at you, Minus, when he says vegetarian. <laughs> I don't. I, I, yeah, well, he eats plants. I eat meat. You should like me more than him, to be honest. He only eats plants. So, uh, you, you guys going to be okay down here? Or, uh... And he begins to groan and looks at its dead, half now half-eaten mushroom friend, and then looks back at you, and then begins to mumble, it just sounds like guttural noises. Uh, and then it points back to where it sprouted, the little holes in the ground, and it points its, like, little mushroom spear. And he... What he said in the mumbles is that they plan to go back to their resting place. Okay. We're gonna... Stay out of here, so enjoy your naps. Uh, uh, Sid, I don't... 
I don't like this, but I think we're gonna have to climb. Ah. Yeah, you guys are gonna have to As float. It suddenly realizes the <laughs> amount of work it's gonna have to do. <laughs> Looks like we can only go up. Are you taking this or not? Uh. Otherwise, I'm putting it back. No. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Whoa. 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 Make your choice. There's no way I'm not stabbing. What's his name? Wilfred with. With this dagger. No yeah, we way. do have to kill that guy. That guy is dead now. That, I think. that dude is. That guy's dead, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. On sight. Getting stabbed in the back. Misty step. Stab, stab. That's what's happening. So, uh, I'll take it. I hand it over to Armos. Armos. Oh, God. As you grab the tooth from Minas. <laughs> That's all the dead bodies. You get these visages canines eating bodies, eating people alive. In this hellish like state, go ahead and make me a constitution saving throw of a DC 18 as you take it from Menace. What? Menace, yours was easy because you're a good person. Armos mm. is hard because he's a bad person. <laughs> Mine How was about to be higher, anyways. Mine was a 16. Menace, you feel relieved that once he takes it off your hands, <sighs> as if a massive weight was lifted off your chest. You can finally hear your own thoughts. Voices don't seem muddled around you. Armos, you are going to take 24 points of necrotic damage as you instantly drop the tooth, as you feel as if you yourself are being eaten in your own mind by the visages of hyenas gnawing on your body, and you snap to. I'm sorry, not necrotic damage, psionic damage. And then the tooth drops to the floor. Oh my gosh, fine guys, I'll pick it up. <laughs> I could try to pick it up. <laughs> you want to pick it up, Drill? Yeah. How much How much damage did I take? Sorry. 24 points of psionic damage. Okay. Got it. Okay. Drell, you go to try to pick up the Tooth of Yanagu, and just like Armos, you get these same visages of onlooking a bunch of canines eating people alive in a gruesome, bloody sight. Make me a constitution saving throw of a DC 30. Nice. Okay. <laughs> what the f Oh, fuck. Wait. Uh, I turned to Minus. Minus, can you bless me real quick? We're <laughs> not blessed. Fuck. I, mean, I do. I'm kidding. <laughs> Let me. Uh, I think I do. The question is, do I have a spell slot? <laughs> <laughs> I do. Uh, I bless with my last spell slot. I bless Drell. All right. I'll let you bless Drell. and me and Armos. <laughs> sure. Uh, let's see. Wait, okay. you're blessing us now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Oh. Oh. Wait. 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 What? Okay, I rolled There's a twenty. A I rolled a twenty-seven. So if I roll a three or higher on no this bus, then I can do it. Please. That's a four. That's a thirty-one. <laughs> That's yeah. <laughs> He's like sweating. Well, you hold yeah. on to the tooth of Yanagu as your veins become visceral, and it begins. It's like your veins are trying to escape your body, you are suffering a reaction that these other two have not. Don't worry guys, I'll do everything. Uh. It is taking all of your willpower to hold on to this as it's trying to eat away at your mind. Good thing I'm so smart. <laughs> it is filling your head with these gruesome acts and then you look at Armos and Menace and you get these terrible thoughts that you want to literally chop them up into pieces. These thoughts so that Minus would taste really good raw. Like you just eat him, slay him, and then eat him. You want to kill Armos for the sake of killing him. 
Yeah, you know, you can't come up with a better reason. I get it. It's a hard, he's a hard one. Menace, though? Grass-fed? Are you kidding me? I can understand. What are you guys doing is, you can tell that Drell is, although he passed, he's having a very hard time holding on to this dude. Drell, do you want to put it back? Do you want want to give it to me? Uh, No, I'm going to eat you. What? Yeah, it's cool. Just come here. No, that's not funny. Who's kidding? (laughs) Um... So am I able to? So the pass was just f- to physically hold it, right? It doesn't mean I can mentally, yeah, still function while holding it for the time being. I mean, I can I can go tie the rope up there with some pythons and then come back down and grab it from you. I mean, yeah, you might want to get away from me because I'm gonna eat you. Okay, I'm gonna uh, <laughs> dash up. Is <laughs> a bonus action. All right, drill, and Regil tries to high five. <laughs> <laughs> I'll use a bonus action to float with my writhing tide. Yeah, I'll say we'll we'll skip ahead a little bit. And when you float up into this massive uh, hole that the Nolipede left when he went to first attack you, you examine you examine the hole and you see that it goes up for some distance. And then when you use your light to see how far it goes at a glance, you can tell that like you can see the turn where he came in. However, it looked like it his pathing lets something loose and it looks like it goes further than where he actually came from you you see some type of daylight above you but way in the distance you feel like you have to climb maybe a full mile to get to where you want to go it's gonna be a long climb you put pins into the side of the wall and you drop a rope so that the other your other two party members can grab onto the rope from the top of the ziggurat and climb up by the time Minus does that and floats back down and relays that information to you, Drell, I'm going to need you to make me another constitution no. saving throw of a DC 30. Easy. I'm going to use my final luck point on that one. Oh my goodness. What'd you roll? What do you need to roll to get that 27 again? I rolled a two. Oh. No, I can't. I can't get it. Uh, with a 26, you let go as you feel yourself being eaten by these devilish hyenas as you hear a deep knoll like laughter in the background you're going to take 39 points of psionic damage brain freeze and I just drop it and like grab my head. I knew I shouldn't have had that last otter pop yeah and as the tooth lands onto the floor you see that it begins to make the floor hotter by its presence almost like it's almost bringing the ground to its melting point what are the three of you doing uh I don't know. Yeah, Drell activates his ring of jumping, and he jumps high enough and grabs the rope, just so he gets a little higher. He's just—he's just like, okay, enough with that thing. I'm out of here. <laughs> okay, I'm just done. Mario jumps out of here. Job done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Use your ring of jumping and start climbing a rope as you wash your hands of this and begin to climb up. I guess can I try and make a prayer to Melora to like bless this weapon? Sure. Give me a religious check. Melora, this tooth is evil. Please make it not so evil. Uh, That'll be a five. (laughs) Radio silence. Mm. Yep, good talk. All right. (laughs) I think we might need to just leave it here, Armos. No way. (laughs) All right, then I'll try picking it up. You you were struggling with it. I'll... uh, Melora, Melora, let me your aura, Melora, Melora, let me your aura. I try and pick it up again. Make me a constitution saving throw of a DC 5. 
It's a natural 20. <laughs> you are able to hold the tooth of your dog within your hands. Okay. 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 How long will it take us to get up there? I can, I can do this. And I'm going to start floating up with my sins, climb the rope, and then float a bit. The three of you begin to climb. And we're not going to do any checks here because that'll just, just, that'll just throw a wrench into nothing. So we'll say the three of you climb, but menace. You're going to make me a series of constitution saves as you desperately try to hold on to it. And if you fail one of them, you will drop the tooth down back onto the ziggurat. Go ahead and make me your first constitution saving throw of a DC six. Eight plus three, 11. You float up a good 15 minutes pass as the three of you are climbing out through this massive tunnel and these small rays of light give you hope that there is indeed a way out. As you move out of the giant Nolipede's made tunnel into some softened earth that seems to give way by the mere presence of the Nolipede, allowing this possible escape. 15 minutes pass, and minutes, I'm gonna need you to make me another constitution saving throw of a DC (sighs) eight. Malora, Malora, let me roar, Malora, Malora, let me roar. Oh, uh, that's an 18 pass as another 15 minutes pass you feel like you've traveled about half a mile minutes you are mentally straining holding on to this you're thinking of all the possibilities uh with this tooth and none of them are good thoughts they are very intrusive even for a moment you're like what could i do to miranor that one comes very easily (laughs) make me another constitution saving throw over dc 10 like why are we why are we carrying this thing? Like, what are we even gonna do about it when we get to town? Like, what are we gonna do with it? Oh, uh, Harbos! Harbos has an idea. Uh, oh god, that's a fourteen. He doesn't have an idea. He just wants it. Like, that's not an idea. As the three of you argue and climb, you pass, and you see that you're getting closer to the rays of light. Menace, make me one more Constitution saving throw of a DC thirteen. Thirteen. I don't like the silence. I don't think there's uh, any way of coming back from this, boys. <laughs> uh, that's a good old nine. I'm behind him. Can I catch it? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't have any reactions or anything, so. Man, that's doing so good. You're going to take 41 points of psionic damage as you just can't manage the fortitude to hold on to the tooth as it drops down the tunnel, begins to bink across uh, the stone tunnel. <sighs> and after a few moments, you hear it drop back on top of the ziggurat. Ah, uh, I tried. Yep, that's where it should stay. I'm not going back, Armos. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yep, neither, neither am I. Wasted uh, journey. <laughs> no. Like, what are we going to do with it? It is what it is. Like, that's, yeah, what are we going to do with it? The people that wanted to sell it are gone. Oh, we're going to find them. We're going to kill them, and then we're going to figure out who they're going to sell it to, and then we're going to sell it to them. No, or we just kill them and then move on with our lives because we have better things to do. Uh, Not to be Angel's advocate or anything. Oh, here we go. Reginald chimes in. But, like, if it was sealed and, like, tried to be hidden away from the world and we destroyed the main entrance that it was coming to, or, or the main entrance that you need to go to get to the thing. Maybe we did the world a favor. Wow. 
Reginald. You know. Wow. <laughs> I actually, I'm, I'm caught off guard. I'm just playing Angel's Advocate. I'm just playing Angel's Advocate. I'm just I, saying, I'm, I want to see destruction. I'm going to say I'm really caught off guard now, and I don't know what to do because 95% of the time I disagree with Reginald. <laughs> so, <laughs> this, this is... This is really taking me for a loop right now. I'm not feeling so hot. Let's just get to the top. <laughs> After 45 minutes of climbing, or essentially climbing a full mile through this rocky tunnel, a good amount of time passes as you begin to climb up. You find yourself at a dead end, but the dirt feels loose. You push through as it begins to reveal more and more sunlight. Then it crumbles, and a blue sky blinds you. And white, fluffy clouds come into view as your eyes adjust. You poke your head out the side of a tall, grassy hill, barely peeking over the trees. You look around and you see that miles away is the Aramore Ports. After you get your bearings straight, you look around and below you, almost hidden within the thick tree line, is a small village with wooden hovels and huts. Barely noticeable only by a slim, thin smoke lines from small campfires in the town. Everybody give me a perception check. Uh. As you breathe this breath of fresh air, as you are out of this hot, musty tunnel. I get out. 19. I collapse on the ground with my face in the grass with a 5. I got an 11. With a 5 and 11, the two of you collapse on the side of this hill. It's very steep. Uh. But like, so you're on like this grassy slope. Drell, with an 18, you come out last. 19. With a 19, you come out last. Just doing everything, guys. Let me figure out where we are. Past the town, deep in the distance, in a shadowy part of the island, hidden under the shade of clouds, looks like a giant silhouette of what appears to be a long-necked bird perched on a boulder, staring in your direction. Its eyes are red, and it is looking at you. It's the same size as the bird that flew over you when you first arrived to Aramore Ports. When it went over the island, the black silhouette staring at you in your direction, miles away. And as we're end this week's session. Yeah, that checks mm. out. <laughs> <laughs> what checks out, Drell? What checks out? Uh, just, you know, just this is what happens when Drell doesn't make the choices, guys. Okay. <laughs> Where are we? <laughs> so are we still in the Kambuki Isles? You are in the Kambuki Isles, yes. Okay. And we are... So how close are we to the bird? It looks like it's about two miles or so, like deep in this distance. Maybe a mile uh, a mile or two away. But it's like... So here's the... Like you have, you're in the hill. Below you is a town hidden within the tree line. And then passing over, like in the distance, looking over the town on like this massive boulder sticking out of another side of a mountain and trees in the shadowy part, you notice these red eyes of a silhouette of a large bird-like creature that's perched, just staring in your direction. And it's so large that you're able to see it from that distance. Okay. But it doesn't look like I'm like making eye contact with it or anything. Uh, no, you're too far away, but it is looking at in your direction. Yeah, no, we're good to rest here, guys. Uh, let's go ahead and take five. <laughs> Nothing to be alarmed of. <laughs> well, that's what we're going to end this week's session. Yeah. Yeah. GG. This is a good little... I'm so glad we left that thing behind. It was such a pain. Like, it was not worth it for, like, what yeah. we were getting out of it. I just wanted the 
uh, revenge. Right. The bittersweet oh, can... killing him with the dagger. We were hired to to whatever. Oh, it's serendipitous. I want it well, so Why bad. would you kill him? There's no reason to kill him. I haven't given you guys a reason. Oh, uh, they bailed on us. That equals kill them. It seemed like he bailed, but why did he bail? Uh-huh. He, that's weird. It didn't seem, seem like, like he bailed. Wow. The guy walked seemed through like a portal and closed it without us. In my back. He got scared. He got that's, scared. That's bro. too bad. Scared him. Coward. A coward. Whether you're scared or death, not, bro. bailing is bailing. Yeah, you bail. On, <laughs> you don't bail on your bros, dude. Look, if you have the only exit, okay, and you shut that door, you're leaving us to die. Yeah, maybe. So exo facto, they're dead on sight. I have something to say about that when we get in the after show that I didn't get to say last time. <laughs> oh, but good job. Good everybody. boss fight. Good boss fight. Yeah. Good job. Cause it was fun. You yeah, absolutely bro. obliterated it, but it was fun. We do level up, right? Cause we killed such a big no. beast. Ah. Was, um, is that our first ginormous? That's your Gin- first gargantuan creature. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Bigger than so it, was bigger, it, it was bigger than the dragon. Yes. Gargantuan. Yeah. Mm, interesting. So yeah, an ancient dragon, I think, is gargantuan, uh, or just might be considered huge. But we got time for one wreck this week, fellas. Who wants to go ahead and give a recommendation? I believe I gave the last one. Uh, so who's got a recommendation? We got time for one. Uh, shout out to all the shows that are coming out. I mean, by the time everyone's here, heard this probably for a while now. But Loki, the the new season, the new boys spinoff show. And I'm just finishing up uh, the One Piece series and having a great time with it. Ah, oh, nice. is a good one. Is just a good three one. recommendations for you. Enjoy. My yeah. buddy, my buddy works on Loki, so go support my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I loved the first, the first season. Loved it. Oh, good so stuff. Excited. I thought the first episode of season two. Uh, that's all that's released at the time of recording. Um, but I thought it was pretty good. I have not watched the first episode of season two yet. Did you two guys? And is also out. What is what is the latest Jujutsu Kaisen weeb? Yeah. Oh, okay, that's cool. <laughs> also, I know we said we only had time for one, but I'm gonna go ahead and make one as well. Sorry. Uh, it's so right, today, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, so today, even though this is gonna come out super later, uh, is National or actually I think it's Worldwide Mental Health Day. So shout out mental health, dude. Um, hopefully, you know, this. Hopefully this podcast gives everyone a few giggles, but, um, you know, make sure you're always taking care of your mental health because that's super important. So no matter if it's life, work or whatever, don't let it take too much out of you. Agree. Boom. Dude, that's a great yeah. shout yeah, out, man. Tony wanted to cut shirt. that, dude. I did. I yeah, did Tony wanted to cut oh, that. So, right. and don't I, cut, don't you dare cut the part about you cutting it because that's why I'm talking about it so much. I don't know what you're so you talking about. It. I don't recall. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the... On that same note, I sent Tony a, a thing right before this. Uh, news is like, like people in prison and stuff like that are using it as like a, a nice way to, you know, pass the time. And they're seeing like really big Using benefits. what? Using what? D&D. D&D, yeah. sorry. To, uh, <laughs> to pass the time and seeing like really good mental health benefits and stuff. That's like great. That. It's, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, word, dude. Yo, if you're in prison, play d and I mean, don't go to prison. Shout out to the prisoners that listen to our podcast. Don't do crime. Honestly, can you imagine, like, honestly, <laughs> if, you're, if you're listening to this, write us a letter to our P.O. box. Dan, what's, uh, our, PO, dude, yeah. what's our P.O. box? It's in the description before. How many prisoners have we reformed? How would a prisoner listen to our what podcast? Do you mean, what the fuck? They get, like, they get, like, phones and they can listen to shit. They get TVs and, like. No, they don't. They even, yes, in low, they do. even in low facilities, you're not allowed to have a phone. 
And we're not on TV. I mean, bro, we're on Spotify, so they could have like iPods. I don't know. <laughs> they can get them pre-recorded fu- and sent. I don't to them. fucking know. Yeah. I don't know. D and D four hundred four coming to a prison near you. Well, they they get uh, tape players. That's the the big thing. <laughs> if any of your prisoners got contraband. Yo, let, let a brother know, okay? <laughs> Can you imagine if someone... Uh, yeah, like the article we were reading, like people are on the phone reading them the instruction booklet and they're writing it down so that they make sure to get really? the rules right. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, like, that's sick. Some I know some prisons have like uh, library computers too. Yeah, yeah. But yes, you're right. They don't allow like phones, but... Uh, so that's why cassettes are still like a big thing these days. Well, they're, if they're allowed library computers, they could be on there, you know, oh, man. doing stuff while listening. Right. But yeah. Anyways, it's a long recommendation. But yeah, take care of mental health. Yeah. Yep. Mental health. Yo. Do it. Uh, mental health. TikTok. It's money. Say goodbye, everybody, as we move on to the Patreon supporters. Goodbye. Sweet dreams. Coming back for you. See ya. And now it's time for the Patreon supporters. Starting with the Bloodshard Bandits. And first up, we have Benjamin Hayes, a.k.a. The Dread. After escaping through the portal, the Dread ended up somewhere he would least expect. His demise? Met with an unknown assailant, the Dread seems to have left his plated coil. However, his emerald flame still burns. Now we have Dylan Snyder, best known as Reese the Bard. This Aladrin is back on tour, but his tavern shows have gone international. Leaving the Kingdom of Aramor, Reese is now currently playing in a more sunny side part of the world, the Kambuki Isles. It's worth noting that although his shows are great and spectacular, his last show was interrupted by some sort of earthquake, troubles underneath the Isles, perhaps? Julius Kendrick is next, and he stands before the king's tomb within the Moonbeam Cemetery, tightly holding the groundskeeper within his tatted palm. Slit! The groundskeeper falls as he is no more used to Julius. He enters the king's tomb, bloody dagger in hand, but also with an artifact, closely related to a lantern of some sort. It looks empty for now. Reigns is our next bloodshard bandit, and we are left with his memory. While his mother is left terrified as she recently sighted a frog-like monstrosity outside of Reigns' childhood bedroom. What could this mean? Wasn't the beast slain? Is his murderer still out there? Rumors say threatening croaks of a frog are heard during the witch's hour. Now we have Alara Dawnstar, and she just heard a crash within the main hall of the Scoraeus Chapel. She rushes to check, and it looks like the acrylic shard is missing. Shocked, bamboozled, and hoodwinked, a thief in broad daylight has stolen the thing she was sworn to protect. What will she do? But we move from the chapel over the cliff and down to the shores of the Evertone Sea. Captain Scarrow is the next patron to be. This bloodshot bandit is a dastardly one indeed, as he holds something shiny in his clammy hands, deviously. Waiting for his moment, Captain Scarrow is quite the devil, as he is the new owner of an important shard, indeed. Artemis is next, and he's a hero to all, as he was just nominated as the best protector of the Sigic College. It has been reported that the bullying rate has dropped 
by an astounding 99% just in the last quarter. Ever since his run-in with our band of heroes, Artemis has a newfound purpose to protect all in need. However, he hasn't seen his friend Kemi Joe in some time. How sudden. Rommel, our wooden friend, has just reached the shores of the Kambuki Isles. How this Woodfolk Warlock Tree managed to reach an island days away by boat is still a mystery. However, this Woodwode stands tall and dedicated to his mission. He begins to commune with the jungle trees around him. Jack Scout is our last Bloodshard Bandit and he has returned from his first hunt. After slaying a mighty Chimera, Jax is the talk of the town. As he revels in his new small town fame, a jealous rival appears within the shadows. Will his second hunt be as good as his first? Andrew Hall is our first Sigil College alumni and the first senior wizard to flunk a class in the last 10 years at the Sigil College. Now Andrew Hall must retake Intro to Divination Innovation 401. Andrew is worried because this could delay graduation and affect his scholarship. Perhaps he should have taken studies of macro evocations in microeconomics. Next alumni is Sly, who has narrowly escaped the town guards by simply using a wheelbarrow disguised as an orc. However, he finds himself in another predicament. The wrong turn down an alley had led him behind a shady tavern in the wrong part of town. Jazz music is suddenly heard. Charging in next is Sakajua, the fastest centaur this part of South Trillis. Coming in hot as a town hero, this centaur is quite the popular athlete, as he is one of the top performers in Rocket Boot League. Did you hear that he's plat 4 in his division? Next alumni is Patrick Wenestrom, also known as The Punk. He has been making a scene in the underground music scene. This Shadow Elf is hardcore and anti-Aramore government to boot. His jams inspire to riot against the oppressive Red Guard regime. Robert Crisp is our next alumni and he's been down in the yeasts about his bread village being eaten. Back to his studies, he hopes to try again and improve on the town's crummy defenses. St. Chaos is our last alumni, however, he is still in jail. After sending a letter to Artemis, he hasn't gotten a reply back from him yet. Although he is unlucky of getting out of jail early, his prison wine business is quite lucrative. Now we move on to Humbrea's hero. Starting off is Abdul Rahman. He has made a breakthrough with his anti-theft potion, but it was stolen before he could drink it. How unfortunate. But luckily, Alex Dredd has heard of this crime and he has vowed to bring the thief to justice, pro bono. Meanwhile, Nufarius Ducarius had just stumbled onto some liquid luck so that his next dragon bounty won't get stolen from him. Speaking of bounties, Man with Glass had just placed a bounty on a man who ruined his masterpiece. Man with Stone was just seen passing through the southernmost watchtower where Red Guard Sergio Rodriguez noticed him laughing to himself, and he wonders, did he do something evil? And while Sergio was distracted, Captain Dandelion sneaks on by, stealing the bloodshards hidden within the tower. Looks like this thief is becoming greater. And traveling northward through the tower is Odimel, as she just gathered some rare herbs for a special healing potion. These potions should come in handy for Johnny Tar. Although Johnny has become a fierce fighter, that is not without a few battle scars. Luckily, these new potions should do just the trick. 
with his next fight, who might be a Lycan hunter. Caleb Schneider had just heard some rumors that Johnny Tar might be a Lycan in disguise. He aims to reveal the truth in a deadly duel. Wow, this list is ever expanding, but that's all for this week's Patreon shoutouts. If you would like to be included in weekly Patreon shoutouts, go ahead and check out our Patreon. The link is down below. And until next time, have a great week, everybody.